Hey everyone, listen up real quick. Before we begin the show, I'd like to present my Be That Lawyer Challenge. If you've ever wondered how much more you could be making as an attorney, I challenge you to meet with me for 30 minutes to discuss your law firm. If I'm unable to identify ways to bring in more business for you, I'll pay your hourly rate for our time together. I'm just that confident. Go to fretson.com to accept this challenge and hope to meet you soon. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Well, hey, everybody. This is Steve Fretzen of Be That Lawyer. How you doing? It's good to have you here as a listener, hopefully a loyal listener. If you're enjoying the show, getting value week after week, twice a week, don't be shy. Tell people about it. Give us a kind review. Give us a thumbs up, a star or something, and uh, help us get the word out. We, we really feel like this show is doing great. We you know hit 100,000 downloads a while back, and we're continuing to, to drive things up. My goal for you as a listener is to just continue to help you be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. And that is absolutely going to happen today because I've got someone in the wings named Adam that's going to give you... Lots and lots of good ideas. How you doing, Adam? Hey, nice to have you. Thanks, thanks for having me on. <laughs> You're going to say thanks for having me on. Like, it's your show. Like, you want to take over the show yeah. and interview me? I'll, I'll leave you. It. Yeah, no. All right. Maybe we'll do the last five minutes. I'll let you interview me. Uh, that's actually not a bad idea to have somebody come on my show and interview me and see what happens. Ready? But uh, we, we as, as you are going to find out, Adam, and everyone that listens to the show knows, we always start off with our quote of the show. And I just enjoy this. And I, I asked some people about it. They said, I said, what do you like about the show? What do you not like about the show? And they said, oh, the quotes. We love the quotes. Big quote people mm-hmm. apparently listening to the show. So here's one by Paul Graham. And it's the popular image of the visionary is someone with a clear view of the future, but empirically it may be better to have a blurry one. So what? that's an interesting quote. And I'm curious, first of all, welcome to the show. Second of all, why that quote? I love that quote because it's, first of all, I love counterintuitive ideas. Everyone thinks one thing, but you should do the other thing. And, you know, some of that stuff is, is nonsense. This one actually really resonates with me because we're in a very goal-centric culture. I think a lot of lawyers are taught goals, too. And you, if you need goals, you need to have some kind of thing to establish to work with because we're goal-oriented creatures. We're human. But I think the problem in, in that is if you have a goal, first of all, entirely along the way, you haven't achieved it. So you have the sense of lack. I haven't done it. And that's psychologically draining, and it actually prevents you from achieving the goal. This is what the people say. I believe it. But beyond that, there's this... Yeah, and there's part of that, that deeper. Paul Graham is the founder of Y Combinator, which is basically the Harvard Business School for startups. So he's a pretty famous person in this world. Multi million for help with like Uber. But the idea that the idea is that you do not know what you do not know. And so the way you need to course correct. And if you're so focused on a goal that it's very precise, you may go in the wrong direction. You may ignore what you should you should uh, be paying attention to. And it's kind of like there's a in the management world called what's get, what gets measured gets managed. But the converse is what doesn't get managed, doesn't, doesn't get measured, does not get managed. And sometimes what doesn't get measured is actually very important. And so having a blurry vision, keeping kind of a loose grip, like, you know, hold on loosely, but don't let go. That I think seems like a very good idea, not only when you're growing a practice or a law firm, but in general, trying to deal with life's problems. So that, that's why I love that. Was that a Boston reference? Hold on loosely, don't let go? Is that a positive? Is this is some? Um, no, it's a thirty, thirty-two special. Thirty-eight special. Thirty-eight special. Thirty-eight special. 
Oh my yeah. God! Wow! All right, so the rock and roll yeah. fans are enjoying that. Uh, I was, I was, I wasn't off by that much. I feel like Boston Thirty Eight Special. They're kind of in the same genre. Eighties, right. eighties rock. Yeah, really, really cool. And I think what what people are moving to, Adam, at least what I'm, I'm, you know, I was, I'm always been a goal guy. Let's set a goal. Let's set a goal. Let's set a goal. Right. And what I'm looking at now is more people are looking to create habits. And if you create the proper habits, the chances and likelihood of hitting the goal go way, way up. So you may not have to set. I'm going to hit this number and by this date and all that, it might just be, hey, can I create habits that are going to get me to that number in a more without, without that pressure of, I got to hit that number. I got to hit that goal. Yeah. And you become more in control of your habit. Now, listen, I, I think this is just in the ether right now, this idea of like habits are better than goals. I mean, there's been many famous books about it, atomic yeah. habits, I believe. Yeah. But like, it does make, yeah. And because it's like, you're, you're able to control your habits. Like I can take a cold shower every day, you know. And, and brag to my wife about it. And she's like, please shut up about the cold yeah, shower. It's like, you know, cold cool. showers. I dunk myself in an ice bath. No, no one wants to know about what, you know, that you're dunking exactly. yourself. So I think, you know, let's start at the beginning. People want to understand, you know, who's this guy, Adam? Um, it's Adam Kosloff. He's the CEO of Virtuoso Content. Give us a little bit of your background and, and, and leading into your, you know, kind of be that lawyer tipping point in your career. Okay. So my background is really kind of eclectic. I went to Yale and got a degree in geophysics and i was going to be like a molecular biophysicist or physicist but then i was in these singing groups this acapella group called the whiff and poops we got to tour around the world and i got to like that was so 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 cool that's so cool yeah but i wrote these little sketches with my friends and i'm like this is much more fun than science so then i i decided to like after i graduated to go into comedy writing so i went to came to la and i started writing working for the producer of the simpsons and futurama and you know got got assignments and got i wrote and sold movies and i ended up uh actually writing for Mel Brooks, which is kind of the highlight of my TV writing. That's experience. pretty awesome. Just, That's pretty amazing. Well, wow. yeah. I, you know, and he was so nice. And, and uh, but like, you know, I was getting these like, like the animation gigs kind of hither and thither. And I, on the side, I had to, to have a day job because like I was, you know, getting paid something, but not enough. And so I started writing for the web. I started, I, then I fell into writing for lawyers. My dad was an environmental lawyer in Connecticut and just a brilliant guy, very curious, loved arguing for sport. And so did I. So my brother and I, we enjoy like, you know, legalistic kind of discussions. And so I felt like a natural fit for the, the law. And um, and so then I just, over time, turned my freelance career into an entrepreneurial uh, business. And I didn't intend to do this. But I, over the way, I'm like, you know what? I got to I gotta um pivot because I started having children. I'm like, well, maybe I can turn this into an actual company. And so I learned entrepreneurship. And now I have a team of about 70 writers or so. And we have about 70 regular clients. I'm trying to grow it. I feel like on the cusp, I'm like, can I you know, five exit, and it's definitely possible. And, uh, you know, the whole thing with my company, Virtuoso, is the idea of like, can we do content without suffering? I think a lot of lawyers suffer needlessly. And it's just like, it's a, it's, it's a really process because you're like, well, there's so much to the process of writing content that's not very obviously apparent. And then when you get into it, you're like, oh, you're, you're it's just like, I think, you know, editing briefs. It's like, there's the, de- the details are really annoying. And so can we build a process that makes it so easy that someone's like, just do it, like get it done the way I want it. My tone of voice and my you know style, and so that's what that's like kind of our north star. Yeah, and there's there's a reason why you're in business and a reason why people write for lawyers. I think there's a there's a lot of anxiety and fear, and maybe it's the profession the uh, perfectionist lawyer's mindset. But why are lawyers generally like afraid of creating content and putting stuff out there? Well, I mean that the perfectionist thing is one thing, you know. It's also like like with a lot of projects in internet marketing, it's a lot harder than it seems at first. And there's all these promises like, well, you can do this you know, use this chat bot, use this. And it's always harder. 
And so they get burned. And at the same time, there's this feeling of like keeping up with the Joneses. Like, well, you know, you see your friend or your competitor and they're way ahead of you on SEO or, or what have you. And so then you feel like, well, I've got to keep. So it's this, this, this sense of like real discomfort and it's, it's difficult to solve. And the problem is just, it's just generally hard to solve it. Yeah. And I think the other part of it is that they're afraid of making a mistake, right? You put something out there and it isn't right. It isn't perfect. And it's a mistake. And then, then you're not going to get the response you want, or it's just, they're just so busy. It just seems like something that just keeps getting put off and put off and put off and I'll get to it tomorrow. And it never, never happens. Yeah. We were talking about the getting things done uh, um, idea before the show about like how, if you have something on your mind, that's not addressed, it kind of, it, na- it nags at you and, and distracts you and makes you depressed. And it's like, I want to have a book. I want to have like my LinkedIn profile redone. All these little things that are on your to-do list that you never get to. This is really annoying. And so that adds to the stress. And then a further thing is, I think a lot of lawyers are excellent analysts, but in order to kind of really kind of rise to the top on Google, there has to be a sort of like constant creativity that you're throwing out there that's out of the box, which is some some lawyers, not all, but some don't feel as comfortable being super creative in that way. And so it's helpful to have outside writers. And if you that, then you're kind of like just doing what everyone else is doing and it's harder to get results. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And what's what's the best content to put out there? I mean, there's so many options. Obviously, I'm doing a podcast which produces audio and video and also written uh, content. Others are going to just do blogs and or maybe yeah. they're going to write for a publication. Like if you had a, like, is, I don't know if it's based by practice area or, or what someone's trying to accomplish with it, but can you break down the different types of content that might be interesting to a lawyer and why they might want to pick one or, or, or over another? That's a deep question. You know, and I think there's one thing is that there's just dozens of ways to get content out from TikTok to Instagram to LinkedIn to creating a book to creating a podcast to being on people's podcasts, you know, to creating a blog, having just static website content. And so, and everyone's got their own recipe. And so, okay, well, what's the best one for you? And there's what's, I don't have a you know, particular answer. I wish I did. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have one that maybe, maybe might get us into a flow here because I think there's some things that are just flat out painful to do. Um, like attending a big networking event. Nobody, you know, there's some people that just that, that turns their stomach that they got to walk yeah. into a room with 200 people. I think content's the same way. There's some type of content that might be very easy and, and unscary to do. And there's others that are just, they're never going to get done because they're just, they're just too monumental or like writing a book that yeah. to some people, you might as well say, go climb Mount Everest. I mean, it's that, it's right. that big of a deal. So I think people have to a figure out like maybe what they might enjoy doing and like what, where's the barrier of entry, maybe not quite as horrifying. That's a great, have like your circle of like, what do you really like to do? What's like in, in, in you know, in sync with the, the premise of your firm or your practice or your kind of your, your purpose in life. But then also, you know, one thing that really does not get enough attention in the content world is consistency. And this is what I found from just working with like, I mean, you know, thousands of clients. And the people who succeed are the ones who kind of go you know, you have to pivot along the way, see what's working, what doesn't, look at your metrics, what have you. But the people who kind of do it consistently. So it's like, when you're doing this, like, you might want to ask yourself, okay, I want to be on Instagram, or I want to blog or whatever. Can you sustain this for months or years without, because a lot of people will get very excited and they're the great writers, some of these, or they're great this, they're good on, on YouTube, but then they fall off. And it's the people who really succeed are the ones who are like, I can, you know, have this as a habit and sustain it. 
either me or someone I've delegated to do this. Yeah. So again, the other thing is, you know, there's a reason you're in business. There's a reason my podcast production company's in business. You, you, sometimes it's not about you actually doing all the legwork. So I'm recording this right now. You and I are, are talking. We're having a great time. And then I'm going to send this to my podcast from a production company, Turnkey Productions in LA. They're then going to have to do the editing and the production and all the stuff that I don't want to do. And by the way, shouldn't do um, because that's not my skill set and that's not where I enjoy spending time. So I think there's there's also maybe a misnomer that they have to do everything when in fact it also might be there might be less that you have to do than you think. That's true. And this is, I mean, my bias because I have a team of writers, you know, and when I look to try and do something now in my business, I'm like, well, what team can I use to help? Because I can't do it all. And it's like, if you actually graph out, like if you put yourself in like a uh, business diagram, you're at the center and roles you have to take on for even just something simple as like a podcast. You're going to have all these spokes upon spokes. You can never get it done. There's not enough time. And that leads to feelings of overwhelm in addition to running a law firm I mean, so it's like part of it is the way to get yourself out of that that spider diagram is to find people who are competent. One example is I recently hired someone to do a video sales letter. Now I could get this, I could probably DIY it. I can use use an AI, but I'm like, I would want just an expert who's doing knows how to do this. Like I don't want to, I'll pay the money. I don't want to have to learn all this. And it's like because it's like your time is valuable. Right. This is your standard. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is the importance of repurposing. Um, there's, uh, you know, yeah. just as an example, I, you know, I wrote a, I've wrote a number of books. The most recent one, Legal Business Development is in Rocket Science, everybody, in case you're wondering. Uh, it's available on Amazon. A uh, little self-promotion there. Actually, I'm, I'm just in the, in, the, in, the, in the back end of, um, of getting that uh, audio book done. So that'll be something that'll be promoted. But that's an example. All right. So I wrote a book. It's now out on Amazon. You can get it in a Kindle version or regular. All right. Now I've got repurposing that for the audio version, right? I also did a bunch of videos where I gave away a chapter a week for 51 or 52 weeks, did a video, took me two minutes to do the video. That then created a social media post. So I was able to get 51 or 52 social media posts, one a week out, just basically explaining the chapter of my book, what's in it, why you should do it. Here it is, by the way. And then if you want to buy the book altogether, here you go. And it, it went off so well. I was getting lots of positive comments. I was getting lots of engagement. People were really excited to like hear what I had to say about each chapter. And I think that's mm-hmm. something that people don't realize that this is a gift that keeps giving if it's done properly. That's amazing. And that's a great... So that really, I'm glad that worked out for you. And yeah, that, that's the idea is like kind of being creative about repurposing. One thing that we do is I do called a blonde book where people want blogging. And so like, let's structure the blog for the next six months so that, I, you know, we're going to do 24 of them. At the end of that, we can easily repurpose it into an ebook. And then you can use the ebook as a lead gen magnet or what have you. Yeah, that's really great. As you all know, finding amazing employees can be the toughest job for any law firm leader. You deserve to run the law firm you've always dreamed of, but you can't get there without a great team. To get staffed up, they will help you by staffing your law firm with incredible full-time, offshore executive assistance, legal assistance, marketing assistance, and much more. The best part? They will find you a highly qualified English-speaking VA based in Latin America for only a fraction of the cost locally. At Fretzen, we use Get Staffed Up for marketing person, and you know how good our marketing is. Learn more at GetStaffedUp.com slash BeThatLawyer. Hey, everybody. Check this out. You've just had a call with a client where they need help with something you don't do. 
you've reached out to colleagues, you've searched the lawyer directories, and you simply tell them you don't know anyone that can help. Overture changes all of that. Overture is the first private attorney network designed for the country's best independent attorneys to refer matters to one another and ethically share in referral fees. It's a great way to keep your clients happy and build your practice with referred clients. It's by the founders of LegalZoom. Membership is free if you're accepted, but act now to get priority access to referrals for your state and practice area. Apply for membership at overture.law, overture.law. Lawyers, there's an easy way to boost your law practice. Partner with Get Visible, the digital marketing agency that makes you stand out. Meet Sarah, an awesome lawyer, but a terrible marketer. Get Visible helped her build a powerful website and boost her online visibility. Now she ranks high on Google, gains clients through ads and engaging content. Tired of feeling insignificant? Make it rain. Visit GetVisible.com and stand out. And let me ask you this. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to write blogs and and get it out in a newsletter. and, And there's things that I'm noticing, like when I'm on YouTube, I'll, I'll see someone do a video and they'll have words that are all in caps. And it really draws my attention. Like same thing with subject lines, like how you work subject lines and how you title something five ways to, or, you know, this is how you, or how it gets built or whatever, why people should. Any tips on, on writing to help draw in an audience or to draw people to re- want to read that content? Yeah, I mean, there's all sorts of like psychological hacks. I mean, who doesn't like a listicle? I mean, this is why like BuzzFeed became huge. And I, yeah. I, I know, I know I do these tricks too, but like when I'm like free time, I'm like, oh, show me the 23 celebrities that like, you know, failed this week. I, you know, it's, it's fun. So yeah, you can use these kind of hacks. I would say, you know, the deeper, more true answer, right? And this is why like I like Paul Graham blog and some of these other people is like, is when you have the true insights, the authentic stuff that you can't get some, from anywhere else. And then you, then you can do the tricks like, you know, seven things no one knows about weight loss, but you have to have something to set. I think fundamentally, like, you know, yeah, you can, you can, you can play with people's minds by you know, using some of these hacks. But I think ultimately, like, do you have something really interesting, unique to say? And if you do that, you know, I mean, this is, uh, this is, this is what the, the marketing gurus will say. And I, I believe it. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention, if, you know, even this comes back to what we kind of where we started. We're coming full circle around. It's about developing habits. Do you have some some two or three ideas or tips about how someone who wants to create content a can get started, and then b how how do they stay consistent? How do they not let it fall to the wayside or get busy and just give up on something that end may end up ultimately helping them build their personal brand? Right. Well, let's just start with someone if it's yourself, like not using a company. Because use a company is a whole different thing. No, or an individual person's great. Universal person. What you need to do, and this sounds a little bit, I don't mean to say it's unpathetic, but I would say set the bar low. Not like super low, but you want to think about this as compounding interest, right? What's something that you can absolutely, you know, first of all, you got to pick something, you know, a platform. You want to do Instagram, do you want to do LinkedIn, whatever feels natural, you know, that, that you can do. Start low so that it's like, that's not going to tax you too much. I can I can do, I can record a YouTube video two minutes a day about, I don't know, car accident, motorcycle, my thought, whatever. Then you stick to that habit, you entrain it, you get it good, and then you kind of, over time, you kind of beat your own score because you're your best control. You know, what you do, you, trying to compare yourself to someone else is not going to work, but you can compare yourself to what you did yesterday. 
And so you're trying to say over time, okay, well, this is working. This is not working. I hate this. I like this. And over time, you kind of, I can take on more. I can outsource this. And that's how you get going. You start with something that's not going to make it so hard for you to do. Where you're like, this is doable. And I like this. And I could talk and I can create content intelligently about this particular. And then you, you know, you, you're not expecting massive results right away. You're just like, well, I like this. I can do it. And then over time, you're going to say, you're going to, you pay attention to the feedback from your environment and yourself. Like, ah, I hate doing this. This is taking was too much time. Or, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting this, this kind of post I did really resonated. And then you, you, you it's a matter of, it's like, a, it's, a, it's an iterative process. You start small that you can do, you take a shot, you reassess, you change it and you go from there. And you, with the mind of the eye of thinking like, you know, if you want to think and keep the, the golden light ROI, like how is this eventually going to get you branding or clients, but more lines of like, can I do this sustainable? Sustainability is such an important thing that people don't do when they're doing content. Yeah. And that's really the name of the game. I mean, I see people that start and end podcasts or start and end blogs, and I can see the dates where they started and see the dates. And I, you know, I might ask them about it if I'm interviewing them for my program to like find out like, hey, what happened here? And I think a lot of it is, is that the discipline and the habits. One other suggestion, and I do this on the business development and marketing, you know, personal branding front, social media front all the time, is I try to take my clients and put them together as accountability buddies. So we get together and anybody can do this. I'm not giving away, you know, any crazy secret that I came up with. I mean, this is what people do when they work out. They go meet someone, work out with someone and leave. And then they're committed because they know that they've got to be there for someone else as well. And so the idea that I could get on a call with you, Adam, um, say, hey, in the, you know, in the next 30 minutes, I'm going to do a blog post and, or I'm going to write, you know, two or three, I'm going to write, write a blog post or I'm going to post two or three things on social media. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're on a Zoom, we hit mute, whatever. We go away for 30 minutes, we come back. What did you do? What did I do? Now, every single week for 30 minutes, at least I'm making it a focused effort to get something done. And that accountability, it might for some people be easier. I don't need that for myself because I'm mm. so freaking driven every day that if I have a gap in my schedule, I get excited that I can mm. post something or, or have that like open opening to, to create content. Lawyers aren't the same. They're no. really busy and it's very hard to carve out time for business development and that personal branding. And so I think getting someone else engaged and involved in that is a really good trick to uh, to make sure that it gets done and know that you're accountable to someone else. That's a great point. I mean, I would say there's two other things like advice for lawyers, particularly I think might struggle with because lawyers tend to be very smart and perfecting. One of them is like, and this is the key to all great like content writing and think all art is like to not be afraid of the bad first drop very important to be able to throw it out there and just be like, okay, well, this is, I don't love this, but I'm going to get it done. And then you iterate over time versus like perfectionism out of the gate. Very, because perfection out of the gate is going to ruin you. Other thing that's important to know is that you have the ability to stop. Like you should definitely take the shot and go for it. But after a while, you're like, I I, I can't do this. It's not working. Don't be afraid to quit. I think, you know, there's a time to quit. There's, I'm not to quit, but there's some, sometimes quitting is the right move. With content, I mean, I'm saying like, I mean, obviously like when people stay with me for a long time, but you know, even with that, it's like, there's times, there's a season for everything. And so not to be afraid to like, it's, you're not, it's not a life sentence. But I would also talk to other people that are writing for that publication or that are doing a podcast that have experiences in what you're getting into and ask them what their secrets are. How's it going? How long have you been doing it? 
How's it working for you? I mean, not all marketing has a direct ROI. Yeah. And I've been writing for the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin for eight years. Do I, people call me all the time, Steve, I can't wait to work with you. I read your article in the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin. I mean, that's not happening. Okay. Yeah. Why do I keep writing for them? Well, because what's happening is I'm building up a reputation as, and I actually got um, um, nominated for an Illinois Press Association Award last year. I mean, or this year, this summer, I don't know when it was, it was recently. And, and, but that's, that's not the only part of it. The other part of it is I'm able to repurpose that, though, that column on my blog. I'm able to, you know, leverage that. And, and it just adds, everything adds up, podcasts, books, articles, blog. I mean, I'm just, you know, just, it, everything piles up to where you're really becoming known as the, I hate to use the term thought leader, mm. but that's kind of what, what people are aiming to do. And if you're not putting out content, uh, you're kind of maybe losing the game to other people who are. There's a great, a kind of relevant story that I, we're kind of where I read this, maybe in another podcast, we're talking about like song, right? So how was it take to, to write a great song? And it took two groups of, of great pop songwriter artists. And one of them, they said, okay, you've got one week, I want you to write, you know, two amazing songs. You have the whole week, write the best songs you can. And then the second group, they said, write as many songs as you can. We don't care if they're good or bad, just throw them out, right? So then at each group, they created this thing, they had some statistics, right? And then they measured what songs people really like, what songs yeah. are just. And the people who wrote, who didn't care, who just went for quantity, yeah. Four songs were better than the people who spent the whole time doing. And they're the same exact like, quality, but caliber songwriters. And I love that. It's just like, it's you throw stuff against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I don't think you have to go into it blind. I think um, what I wanted to kind of wrap things up with, though, was to ask you a little bit about how to, how to evaluate the different platforms of content and content creation for platforms based on maybe what you're trying to accomplish, maybe based on where your audience is. I think that's something that maybe people don't think about is, look, I can do TikTok, you know, all day and have fun with that, but that's not where the lawyers are. You know, that's where my teenager is, for example, just as a, you know, I know there's, there's adults on TikTok, but I'm just saying like LinkedIn for me, reaching lawyers far yeah. better than Facebook, where most of them being risk averse Right. And realizing it's just a huge waste of time, you know, don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. So can you, can you talk to that for, for a minute, wrapping things up here today? Yeah. I mean, listen, I think, I think that really you want to know where your audience is. Like if you're, because, you know, people are like professionals and you're doing like, you know, business law, sure. You're not going to go on TikTok, but I, I wouldn't be so didactic either. Especially if you're like, if you have a very, you're, you love TikTok and you're on it all the time and you think it's, and you think funny, you enjoy it. Well, okay, and you're a car accident lawyer or whatever, or even you're even more you're more buttoned up. You're doing like business insurance. Well, maybe you could be the business insurance lawyer on TikTok, who's really funny, and there's other business you know insurance executives who are going to watch that. So I wouldn't, I, I would pay attention to that, but also just pay attention to your own yearning. If you have, if you're if you're neutral, then go for the platform which seems more likely. But if you're like I have a particular bench or I love this platform, go for that. Well, that also goes back to something we said earlier, which is like follow what you enjoy. If there's something that you enjoy, like I enjoy talking and interviewing and having conversations like this. I mean, I, where has the podcast been my whole life? Like I've been not doing this up until three and a half something years ago. And before that, what was I doing? Well, I was writing and I was doing all this stuff, which is great. I enjoy that creative process, but not anywhere near as much as this. Yeah. This is This is where I feel most comfortable and at home. And I'm able to demonstrate not only my expertise in most cases, but also just, you know, kind of bring out my personality, my authenticity, 
that may not quite get there in the writing. And by the way, who's reading writing, you know, is very different than who's listening to podcasts and in their car driving into the into the into the city for, you know, for the day. Um, they're just different, you know, just I think it's much more accessible these days. Yeah. And you're also you're good on camera and you like doing it. And so it's like it's like you you kind of found this, but you might not have found it had you you had to choose right out of the gate. You kind of probably was an iterative process. You're writing for these things, you're writing this, and you're like, oh wow, like wait a minute, this is super fun. And you go with that. Yeah. Well, listen, man, let's wrap up with um with something I want to check out. You mentioned your game changing podcast is the the secret to success with Eric Thomas. And I felt a little bit not ashamed, but like embarrassed that I didn't know Eric Thomas. Like if you said Tony Robbins, okay, well, I'm old. And so Tony Robbins, he was the, you know, the original coach or whatever, motivational speaker, walk on coals. Talk to us about Secret to Success, Eric Thomas. Well, I listen to mostly Eric Thomas's YouTube videos, but his podcasts are the same. He's this guy, he was was homeless and a high school dropout and all these like terrible things happened to him. And he kind of pulled himself up on the bootstraps. He's now like, you know, super great motivational speaker. You Google motivational speaker on YouTube, he'll pop up. But I love, you know, he's like, he yells at you. And he's just like, you know, you know a lot of his, his message is, is very commonsensical, but it's like, you know, you got to take, you know, you're you're in charge of you. You should be a beast mode. You should be like 120%. It's kind of one of these, like, it's like you're, you're like you're on steroids. Like he's yelling at you. But yeah. in a way that you makes you feel good, you're like, yeah, I can do it. And I, I just, I like having that, like, it's like a moon and coffee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So again, you know, you're looking for that, that jolt of uh, adrenaline. Uh, check out uh, Secret to Success with Eric Thomas. Hey, um, Adam, as we wrap up, I want to thank our, our sponsors, of course, Get Staffed Up, um, doing a great job uh, for the lawyers that need that full-time assistant. You know, that could be a marketing assistant, that could be, you know, an actual admin. Uh, they pull them right out of Latin America and they're, they, you know, half the price of what it would be locally. Of course, Overture.Law, who's killing it on helping lawyers uh, ethically be share and get visible, who's just a terrific marketing agency. And if you check out my website, Bretson.com, everybody. Um, you can see some of uh, Get Visible's great work. And um, hey, man, thank you, Adam, for being on the show and sharing your wisdom. I think, you know, it went by quick. I was like, not yeah. sure how fast it was going to go. And it seemed like about 10 minutes, but it was actually about 30. And if people want to get in touch with you, they want to hear about Virtuoso content. They wanted to say, everything you guys just said is great. I want to outsource. <laughs> That's okay, too. <laughs> right? So they just sort of say, Adam sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I better call him. What What's the best way for them to reach you? I mean, through my website, I can also give my cell phone if you want, uh, either way. Yeah, give everything. We'll also put right. the show notes. So. Sure. My website www.virtuosocontent.com. And my cell, please don't share widely with spammers. Because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, eight, I should probably get a different number. It's 818-601-6747. Why? What's wrong with the number? I don't know. Like, like, like a special number? You need like, you like yeah. an 800 number or something? Okay. No, no, no. I don't know. All right. No. Uh, well, listen, thank you, Adam. Again, I appreciate you uh, coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. Uh, really great. And well, you and I will keep in the loop, right? Absolutely. And this is so fun. Thank you so much for having me on. This is great. Yeah. All right. Good stuff, man. And thank you, everybody, for spending some time on uh, the Be That Lawyer podcast with uh, with Adam and I today. I think content has become, you know, content is king. It used to be cash is king. Now it's content is king. And it's really, you know, how are you competing? You know, we can talk business development. We can talk marketing, personal branding. Ultimately, you know, you're either doing it or you're falling behind. I mean, I don't think there's a there's, you know, a, 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 an award for second place or third place in most cases. So you definitely want to kind of consider some of the things you heard today, and it's all helping you to be that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and a skilled rainmaker. Take care, everybody. Be safe, be well, and we will talk again very soon. 
Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer. Life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.